soul-level encounter. Music has an incredible ability to proclaim the soul's language beyond what mere words can speak. That's what we seek as we invite our guests to share their song of the soul. You will hear the music that has charted the steps of their spiritual journey, that has provided a touchstone in the soul's dark night and sung the heart's awe and joy when come to the light. Over the next hour, you will be a witness and companion to our guest's spiritual path and sacred testimony. Welcome to Song of the Soul. Today, for Song of the Soul, we have the pleasure of speaking with Karen Taylor Good. Nashville is her home, and over the years, she's made important splashes in what is a very big music pool there. Her songs have been nominated for Grammys, and she's recorded with a number of well-known performers like Dolly Parton, Willie Nelson, and Kenny Rogers. But that's surface stuff, and you find deeper glimpses of the power of her life by her work with the Planet Earth Project, hospice organizations, and through her Jewish and unity roots. She's a beautifully talented performer and a deep reminder of divine presence. Karen Taylor Good joins us today from Nashville. Karen, it's so good to have you here today for Song of the Soul. Thank you, Mark. I'm very pleased to be with you. You're down there in Nashville. How long have you been there? Where are you from originally? I was born and raised in El Paso, Texas, and lived there till I was 22 or 3, and then moved to Memphis first for seven years, and then I've been in Nashville for 30 years. My goodness, that's a lot of Nashville. You must have a pretty strong connection to music. I know you've got at least eight CDs out, some books, you do workshops, you've got a whole range of things you do. How far back does your connection with music go? It goes way back. I'm so grateful that my mama had a piano always in our house, and she used to play 
symphonies and Broadway musicals, and I just grew up with a lot of music around. And then when I discovered the choir in high school, and boy, did I need to discover something that I could call my own and make me feel good about myself, it was the choir. It was like my savior. You know, on your songs, I note that you typically have keyboards or piano going there, amongst other things. Have you been keyboards ever since, you know, did you start in first grade? When did you get connected with piano? Yeah, I was actually five when uh, I went over and sat at the piano and started playing something, and my mother thought I was going to be the next Beethoven. (laughs) That did not turn out to be true. But, yeah, I started taking lessons when I was five. Let's get to your music right away, your songs you've chosen for your Song of the Soul. How do you want to start it out? Well, I thought since you asked me to choose songs that spoke of my spiritual path, that we should start with this song called Humaini. My parents were Jewish, but growing up in El Paso, away from all the rest of the family, which was in Chicago or Los Angeles, plus the fact that my parents were very... hmm, They helped start the, the Unitarian community in El Paso. So although they were always very Jewish... They really weren't religious at all. Consequently, my siblings and I did not have a Jewish education growing up. And years later, oh, so many years later, like in 2005, I reconnected somehow with my Jewish roots and became a bat mitzvah and wrote this, really learned how to speak Hebrew, learned how to read Hebrew, which was really the most difficult thing I've ever done and became a bat mitzvah and wrote this song to perform at that ceremony, which I did. The song is called Hineni, which is Hebrew for Here I Am. And uh, I guess the song just pretty much says it all. I've been wandering in the desert of doubt Searching for meaning What is life all about There are so many paths And I've explored them all But I always felt There was a missing piece Was I somehow denying An important part of me Then the voices of my people spoke Now I'm answering the call He named me Here I am Ready to receive your holy plan Openly, gratefully Let me be all I can To think this all was ancient history Just couldn't imagine What it had to do with me Stories and tales From another place and time 
But my roots go deep And with each word I read I could hear my father's fathers And the same words that they said It's like they all were telling me This history is mine He named me Here I am Ready to receive your holy plan Openly, gratefully Let me be all I can be He named me Here I am was Hineni by Karen Taylor Good, who's with us here today for Song of the Soul. Powerful experience. Why did you choose to have your bat mitzvah? Was, you know, you, you said your parents weren't religious at all. They founded the Unitarian community down there, but they weren't religious at all. Did you find religiosity or that connection in you as you went along? You know, being Jewish, I just had this conversation two days ago with somebody there were a group of us standing around, and my friend Donna said, well, so-and-so, he used to be Jewish. And somebody said, what do you mean he used to be Jewish? Well, you know, he doesn't practice. He used to be Jewish. And I said, no, he's Jewish. I said, you know, it's kind of like being black. You either are or you're not. And it's really true. I mean, my family is Jewish, 100% from years and years ago. The whole Judaism thing is so different. It's, it's a religion, yes, but it's also a culture. And I always felt that strong connection and pull. In the song, however, you talk about things like, you know, opening up to receive your holy plan openly, gratefully. Your holy plan, is that something that your parents would have resonated with or not? My parents, especially my mama, really tried to get more connected to God the older she got. For a while there, (laughs) I would come home to El Paso and She would say, oh, you'll be home on a Sunday. Will you come down to the Unitarian Fellowship and sing for us? And I said, sure. She said, now, Karen, you're not going to do any of your God songs, are you? And I would say, well, 
Yeah, probably so. <laughs> so I spent, and actually with my dad too, I spent lots of years trying to talk them into the fact that there had to be something bigger than just us. And I know they both really wanted to believe it. And now they're on the other side and they know it. So cool. Yeah, that is cool. <laughs> I'm still trying to wrap my mind around the way in which you've embraced your Jewish heritage. So I think the rest of the songs will give me a clearer view of that. I hope so. Yeah, I thought where we would go next is the song All Is Well. And I'll tell you how that came about. I had been living in Nashville for a while and still had no kind of religious or spiritual stuff going on in my life at all. And somebody dragged me, literally dragged me, kicking and screaming, into a unity church. And I remember being so uncomfortable. First of all, because it was a church, and what is a nice Jewish girl doing in a church? But also because at the end, I, I didn't hear one thing the minister said. Uh, I was so busy with my inner dialogue. And then they stood up at the end and they held hands. And I was like, ew. And then they sang the peace song, and I was like, God, get me out of here. And then they said the unity prayer for protection, which goes, I hope I don't mess it up. It's so beautiful. The light of God surrounds us. The love of God enfolds us. The power of God protects us. The presence of God watches over us. Wherever we are, God is, and all is well, which was written by the poet laureate of the unity movement. James Dillard Freeman. Something happened to me when I heard that prayer. It's like it bypassed that committee that was embarrassed and talking so loud in my head and just went right to my heart. I really knew that was true. I knew that I wasn't just soul floating around in life with no connection, with no help, with no bigger purpose. So the poem has always meant a great deal to me. The prayer has. And I wanted to write a, a version of it. And that's how All Is Well came about. It's by Karen Taylor Good. In the web of a spider In the spout of a whale of a tiger in the curve of a snail there in each creation in each grave sand there is order there is a master plan Over us, and all is well. 
leave his children in the cold Would the great creator not value every soul We all have a place here In God we have a home Each one touching others We are not alone The light of God surrounds us The power of God protects The presence of God watches over us And all is well The love of God enfolds us Wherever we are, God is We are safe, we are cherished And all Watches over us And all is well The love of God enfolds us Wherever we are, God is We are safe, we are cherished And all is well Oh That was All Is Well, Karen Taylor Good here with us today for Song of the Soul. And Karen, we might as well mention, you're going to be in Eau Claire, Wisconsin, just coming up a week or two, isn't it? Uh, or maybe it's this week. I don't know. It's You're going to be here very soon, aren't you? Yes, I'm going to be there on 10-10, actually. 10-10-10, which I think has to mean something. Except if you put the 2010 in there, it doesn't really have the same symmetry. What will you be doing here? Is this like a weekend workshop? Are you just part of the worship on Sunday? What do you do? Right. I met the minister from the Eau Claire Church recently in San Diego at the Unity Ministers Conference. And she said, is there any way you would ever come to a little church in Eau Claire, Wisconsin? And I said, I'm in Wisconsin a lot. I do a lot of work for a group of hospices up in Wisconsin called Ministry Home Care. So we we made a plan that the next time I was up there and had a Sunday available, that's what we would be doing. So what will be your role in the service? In the service, I am doing my sermon in song, which means I get to do a whole message, and I pretty much weave inspirational, I hope, and motivational stories in and around the songs that I choose to share that morning. So are any of the songs that you're sharing with us today for Song of the Soul something that might come out in that kind of service? Actually, funny that you ask. Yes, at least two of them, the one we're going to hear next and the one we're going to hear last, I share 
at every musical keynote I do, every sermon and song I do, because I just think they're that important. Okay, you've got people excited. The one that you're going to share next that's going to be in the service at Unity Christ Service here in Eau Claire, what is it? You know, I almost don't want to tell you the title, and I hope I don't have to, because it's a lot, of, a lot more fun if you don't know the title. But I will tell you that I believe this is the way it is. I believe that we are so adored by our Creator that this has to be the way it really is. And since I do live in Nashville, I had to write it as a bluegrass God song, and I wrote it with my friend Lisa Ashman. Let's listen to it. It will be unnamed until the end, but it's by Karen Taylor Good. I was feeling kind of down and like nobody really cared. So I crawled under the covers where I could say my prayers. I said, God, if you love me, why don't you show a sign? Fell asleep soon after And this dream came to my mind I found myself in the great beyond In a great big house And the house was God's And he took me by the hand And led me to his kitchen And taped up to this giant fridge Were pictures of me as a kid And every drawing that I ever did Was with them Well there's no high or high No feeling than seeing yourself on God's refrigerator Well, I had no idea that God saw me as his child Or that he was thinking of me so dearly all the while But there I was up on that door for all the world to see I was precious to him and he thought the world of me there I was in the great beyond in a great big house And the house was God's and he took me by the hand And led me to his kitchen And taped up to this giant fridge Were pictures of me as a kid And every drawing that I ever did was with them Well there's no higher high, no feeling greater Than seeing yourself on God's refrigerator In the great beyond In a great big house And the house was God's And he took me by the hand And led me to his kitchen And taped up to this giant fridge Were pictures of me as a kid And every drawing that I ever did Was with them well, There's no higher high No feeling greater Than seeing yourself on God's refrigerator Forgotten and blue Well, I saw pictures of you up there, too God's Refrigerator by Karen Taylor Good and Lisa Ashman, I think that was right? Correct. 
Do you co-write a lot of your music, Karen? I do, actually, Mark. I can write by myself. I know that because I, I have done it. I tend to be a very undisciplined person, and if I have my name scheduled in my calendar to write with myself, I will cancel on myself quite often. Whereas, if I have an appointment set up with somebody else, I most often won't cancel, but that's one reason. The other reason is I absolutely believe in that magic that happens when two hearts and souls and brains come together, that it really ends up being something spectacular with those two energies together. Well, that's an adorable song and heartfelt, too. But God's Refrigerator, I was kind of thinking, well, maybe they're thinking of like the North Country, like Wisconsin or something, God's Refrigerator. (laughs) That's funny. I would like to point out something, Mark, that I have a couple of songs that people have asked me never to perform without there being tissues in the room. And oddly enough, about half of the people who listen to God's Refrigerator, half will laugh and half will cry. I couldn't believe it the first time I saw it, but I've seen it over and over and over again. There's something about that image of us being so loved and adored by God that a lot of people have kind of either not believed or or forgotten. It really touches people's hearts. And how did you get to that place? Since you weren't raised religiously, what opened you up to even have the possibility of this divine love flowing into your life? Wow, what a good question. You know, I'm almost glad that it wasn't. If it had been taught to me, for example, in Sunday school, or for, you know, from the time I was little in my home, there might have come a time when I had to stop and say, wait a minute, I only believe in this because it's been drilled into me. What if it's not true? And I may have had to gone off on a, a journey like that of testing it out. This way, I had a completely clean slate, and when that knowledge came, it was, it was so obvious. It's like, holy cow, of course this is real. Of course this is true. I know it in my heart. It's not something that I was drilled into my mind. Did something in your life particularly prepare you to be open to this? Well, that's a good question too, Mark. Yeah, I think by that time I had gotten into some therapy. I had gotten into some 12-step stuff. And I think as a lot of people are opened up to their spirituality that way, so was I. I think that's why I was ready to enter the Unity Church and then ready to enter the synagogue again, too. So are you very busy, like, you know, Friday night and Saturday and Sunday? Do you <laughs> you go from place to place? No, I was. I just We just finished um, Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, and I sang in the choir at Congregation Micah, which I, I try to do each year unless I have so much work out of town that I can't. And then, frankly, many Sundays I'm out on the road singing in Unity Churches, Sometimes Religious Science, which is now called Center for Spiritual Living Centers. So to answer your question, no, I don't regularly go anywhere. You regularly go everywhere. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Well, lead us on into some more of your wonderful music. You've got such a beautiful voice. That is your primary instrument. The music that you're sharing today, you've written all of it. 
Do you also do music by other people? You know, the only times that I have sung other people's music since I was, you know, a 20-year-old singing Proud Mary in Smoky Bars, my father used to request when he was alive, he used to request summertime. Anytime I was doing a concert and I would say, Daddy, I'm a songwriter. You know, I write my own songs. You know, would, would you ask Beethoven to sing a, uh, to play a Brahms piece? You know? <laughs> but he loved hearing me sing summertime. So, of course, I would sing it for him. And then just recently, just a month ago, I was getting ready to do uh, a musical keynote for the Rio Grande Cancer Foundation in El Paso. And I remembered a song that my friend had written called Pink Ribbon about a woman's struggle with breast cancer. And I could not have written a song that perfectly. It was just the perfect song. And she allowed me to sing it and use her track. So those are the only times since I've become a songwriter that I sing other people's songs. So what is the next gift of song that you're going to share with us? This is my, um, my path. My path is years ago, I came to Nashville because I thought I wanted to be a country music star. I tried desperately hard and actually got nominated for an Academy of Country Music Award as Best New Female and um, then didn't win. And it was out of that disappointment and depression that came that I ended up finding the gift of being a songwriter because I was not a songwriter before that. But then I started writing songs that ended up being recorded by country music acts in Nashville. Um, Patty Loveless had a, a big hit on my song, How Can I Help You Say Goodbye? Colin Ray recorded seven of my songs and Diamond Rio and blah, blah, blah. And then I went off for 10 years or so and just did my spiritual stuff. And just recently, last year, I, I dipped my toe back into thinking about writing for the commercial market. And so that's why I wanted to share this because I, here I get together with my friend Jim Diderio. And what song comes out? Is it about cheating? Is it about drinking? Is it about riding in my truck with my dog? No. It's about God. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? So I'm still, I'm, I'm trying to sneak this back into, into country music too. So which one are you going to do? This song is called If That's Not God Working. Every second on this earth Another child is born With eyes that see A heart that beats And skin so soft and warm Five fingers on each tiny hand Each foot, five little toes And no one shows it how to breathe Somehow it just knows If that's not God working What is If that's not a miracle What gives Nine months ago she was a dream Now she lives If that's not God working What is Young boy in a head-on crash Lies in a hospital bed They say Ten years after, he's turning seven. 
17. He's out there running touchdowns for the high school football team. If that's not God working, what is? If that's not a miracle, what gives? They said his world had ended Now the world is his If that's not God working What is? So what if you have never seen The water turn to wine? Perhaps that doubting heart of yours Needs another Jet plane going down Losing speed It surely seemed They all were gonna drown Might not have been The Red Sea No Moses was in sight But you can't tell me Angels' wings Weren't wrapped around that flight If that's not God working what is? If that's not a miracle, what gives? Scores of people should have died, but they all lived. If that's not God working, what is? If that's not God working, Karen Taylor Good. And Karen, beautiful song, and everything you do is beautiful that I've been able to hear so far. It's all beautiful, but I have a theological problem with that one. Talk to me about what you do with the stuff that turns out bad. I mean, have you read the book, When Bad Things Happen to Good People, which is by Rabbi Kirshner? It's easy for people to say, good things happen to me, God must love me. It must be a sign of God's love. What about the other side when bad things happen? What do you do with that? Hmm. Well, okay. I think this is going to lead us to a different song than I thought it was, but this is perfect lead-in to my song on Angel's Wings. Because when my absolutely brilliant mother who truly was brilliant. She belonged to Mensa, the Society for Genius IQ People. And she was a Leo, and she was an artist, and she was just a force of nature. About 12 or 13 years ago, something started to change in my mama, and I watched this brilliant woman start her descent into Alzheimer's, dementia, and... In, she just passed away in January, and um, the September of last year, we had to put her into a dementia care unit. It was incredibly difficult and painful, and I'll tell you that when it first started going on, I spent quite a bit of time railing at God, saying, this sucks, this is, it stinks, it's mean, it's unfair, it's unkind, why are you doing this? I Here's what I have come to believe, and I do... I do have my unity teachings to thank for this. I believe 
that everything in life happens for a reason, that there is a plan in place, and that even though we might not be able to see it or understand it or like it, it's really happening because it's for us, for our soul's growth. And when I I went into a writer's room with my friend Jason Bloom and I was crying and talking about my mom and how difficult it was. And I said to him, I need help finding a different perspective because I, I believe in a kind and loving God. I believe that things happen for a reason. So can you help me find a different way to look at what's happening with my mama? And this song was the gift that we were given in about two hours that day. It answers a lot of questions for me. And it's called on angels' wings. This is the woman who had all the answers, the one I would lean on for comfort, for strength. She's never forgotten one grandchild's birthday. Now she can't remember my. And it makes me so angry I shake my fist And cry out to the heavenly one Why would you play Such a cold-hearted trick I thought your job was to love And the answer came down from above She's gonna fly When her time here is through First she'll have to let go Of some things she can't use Cause people and places Memories and faces Are just way too heavy it seems To carry on angels' wings This is the woman Who saw things so clearly The one who could pick out One crumb on the floor She saw through a white lie Saw me through love's eyes She hardly can see anymore And it makes me so sad And it just isn't fair Why should so much be taken away? But when I cry out for all that she's lost I silently hear someone say She's gonna When her time here is through First she'll have to let go Of some things she can't use Cause people and places Memories and faces Are just way too heavy it seems To carry on it Gonna fly 
her time here is through For she'll have to let go Of some things she can't use Cause people and places Memories and faces Are just way too heavy it seems To carry on angels' wings To carry on angels' wings Karen Taylor Good on Angel's Wings. It's so good that you did get an answer to your prayer, that you were able to hear it. How much of the answer came to you and how much of it came through Jason? Was he part of the, the angels that were placed in your path to come up with this, or did it come to you pretty directly? No, it, it came to both of us. It was an, a magic, amazing time. We were being given lines one after the other, him, then me, then him, then me, and we're just screaming and shouting and, oh, my God, this is so good, and, oh, this one's even better, and, oh, this is right. and <laughs> It was a wonderful day. Hey, Mark. Yeah? I would love to just touch on something. I do a lot of work with a man named Colin Tipping, and he has written a book and does workshops called Radical Forgiveness. I adore him. I adore his work. It's so powerful. And he, the basic tenet of radical forgiveness is something that I had come up with on my own years before and had written a song, and that song is called Try to Remember. And it's exactly what Colin talks about. Basically what he says is that before we come into these bodies, to this lifetime, we decide what lessons we need to learn, and the people who are the most difficult, who bring us what seems to be the most pain are actually our angels that we made these contracts with ahead of time that we would do these things for each other. It's a, it's a really beautiful way of looking at it and, and gets people to, oh my God, the forgiveness that goes on in his workshops. It's powerful stuff. And I thought it was interesting that I had come up with a similar song that says, when God and I were up in heaven looking down on earth and we were choosing circumstances that would follow my birth, what lessons would I learn? Who would my parents be? He said, it won't be long before you come home to me. But here's the unfortunate twist. You'll probably forget all this. So try to remember who you are. Try to remember where you came from. And remember your one great chore. Love is what I made you for. But I don't have that song for you to play. (laughs) But I just wanted to share it. It sounds like another song I'm going to have to connect with soon. We've got just a little bit more time for your song of the soul. I think we do have time for one more song. What do you want to conclude with? Well, that line in that song, Remember What I Love is What I Made You For, kind of brings us nicely to this song. This song recently won a Posse Award. Uh, There's a wonderful organization called Empower Music and Arts, and you can find it on the Internet, EmpowerMaForMusicAndArts.com. Boy, if you're looking for empowering positive music, check out that site. My stuff is all over there, and a bunch of my 
favorite co-writers and friends. So this recently won an award. I wrote the song with my friend J.D. Martin and another friend called Joe, uh, named Joe Henry. And it just, it's pretty simple, Mark. It's, it's basically, what are we here for in this life? It's not for each other and it's not for love. on a sidewalk and holds up a sign Please help me, I'm hungry but we just walk by And it's colder than ever The cold of the heart That builds up the stone wall that keep us apart And what are we here for If not for love If not for each other How can we be Okay. 
another wonderful song by Karen Taylor Good, If Not For Love. You mentioned you co-wrote it with a couple folks. Whose voice am I hearing there in duet with you? Who, or, or maybe there are a couple, I don't know. No, that is J.D. Martin, my, one of my co-writers. He has my favorite voice on a male, my favorite male vocalist is J.D. Martin. And you'll find him all over the Internet, too, and at Empower Music and Arts. Doesn't he have an amazing voice? Yes, he does. Of course, I was mainly listening to your voice, though. <laughs> that was my favorite. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you do more with your music than simply make CDs and get up on stage and perform. You do workshops and such, and if people go to com, they can read about that. Could you talk a little bit about that extra work that you do that's part of your music? Yeah, I'd love to. Um it just came out of a natural evolution, I guess, writing songs and writing way more songs than country music artists were recording and also touching many more subjects than any other artists wanted to touch. So I'm always looking for audiences with which to share my music, and it just sort of led me to hospice work because my dad was on hospice care. And I call myself a hospice groupie. I will do anything I can to help hospices raise money and awareness because they're just angels on this earth. So I do a lot of hospice, keynotes, and also fundraisers. But as I mentioned, I do a lot in the healthcare world. I just did for cancer survivors. I love to do nurses' conferences and medical workers to go love on them some. Uh, I have a program called Nurturing the Nurturers that I do. And I don't know, I just feel like saying one thing. I, I was nominated for a Grammy or my song, How Can I Help You Say Goodbye? But I feel like if we get heavenly, if there are awards given in heaven, I think I have won a gaudy, I'm going to call it my gaudy award for my song, Precious Child, which was given to me as a request. My sister lost her son. My nephew, Paul, was murdered when he was 21. And really, my sister's life was saved, I think, by a group called The Compassionate Friends which is a group of bereaved parents. And several years after that, Bonnie was helping put together the convention that was coming to Nashville, and she asked me if I would want to come and sing a song. And we thought about how can I help you say goodbye, but it didn't seem right. Next day, Precious Child was sent to me while I was sitting at the Waffle House eating breakfast. It's the first and only time a song has ever come through me like that. And I just can't tell you how many people all over the world write to me and thank me for that song that they've used for their child's memorial service or funeral. I'm getting pretty clear why I was put on this earth, I think. The pity is that it takes so many of us so many years to find out why we're put on this earth. A lot of good time that we could have been perhaps using a little bit more productively, but I guess the road that got us here is the road we were given. I guess so. I want to remind people that they can find all of this information, the workshops that Karen does, the other connections to the group she has on her website, KarenTaylorGood.com. And as always, I'll have a link to her from my NorthernSpiritRadio.org site. Karen, some wonderful, wonderful music. As I said, with eight CDs out there, I've got listening ahead of me for a long time to enrich me and deepen me. Thanks so much for joining me today for Song of the Soul. Thank you, Mark. Thanks for doing a program like this. I appreciate it. That was today's Song of the Soul guest, Karen Taylor Good, joining us from Nashville. She'll be in Eau Claire, Wisconsin, home of Northern Spirit Radio, 
at the Unity Christ Center on 10-10-10. That is October 10th, 2010, of course. If you're not in Eau Claire and you want to see Karen live or just find out more about her and her music, try her website, KarenTaylorGood.com, where she has all the usual, schedule, store, bio, etc., but also info about her workshops and keynotes. Also, a heads up about some upcoming Song of the Soul guests. Next week, we'll welcome back Mary Shapiro for an encore sharing of her soul through music. And following that, we'll connect with Patricia Morrison, a powerful singer-songwriter without a home. Further out plans include programs with Prudence Mabena, Cheryl Wheeler, Peter Alsop, and, at last, Chris Williamson. The theme music for Song of the Soul is by Chris Williamson, and it's called Song of the Soul. My name is Mark Helpsmeet, and this is a Northern Spirit Radio production. You can listen to this program again, track down the list of songs included, and a whole lot more on my website, northernspiritradio.org. And I invite you to share your Song of the Soul with my listeners. Just contact me via my website. And please, join me weekly for Song of the Soul. You can 